BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to How to Survive. We're here to get you through the stuff that can kill you. Oh, you mean like bear attacks and earthquakes and fires? Totally. And the stuff that makes you wish you were dead. Yeah, like having your heart broken or peeing your pants or peeing your pants a second time. Check, check, check. Yeah, we should just play the music. Yeah. Ground is shaking under our feet. Mountains on fire, flooding in the street. Can't breathe the air, can't fight the feeling. Goblin down, Xanax ain't the way to be dealing. Gotta do better than just getting high. We gotta stick together if we're gonna Hi there. Welcome to How to Survive with Danielle and Christine. I'm Christine Kimmel. Hey, Danielle. Hi, I'm Danielle Koenig. <laughs> How are you? Should we have named it Kimmel and Koenig? Oh. Koenig and Kimmel? Kimmel and Koenig. That sounds pretty good. The, the, KK. They sound like detectives. Yes. Out to solve crimes. Yes. Poorly. <laughs> Yo, absolutely poorly. I mean, we wouldn't solve any crimes. No. We would just talk about TV shows and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That would be that'd be another good podcast. Kimmel and Koenig. Yeah. Talking about TV shows. I think there's enough of those on the air, right? I feel like that market is saturated. Yeah. Um, although, do, I do love to talk about TV shows. Yeah, me too. Um, how are you doing today? I'm good. Yeah. Um, before we got on the air, we were talking about Antarja. Yes. Which is this uh, a, a knitting pattern yes. of one. Because you're wearing a sweater, a very cute sweater with a... French bulldog? No, what is that? A pug? I think it's a pug. A pug a on it. Dog I'm not actually into, and I, I love almost all dog breeds. But <laughs> Why pugs, don't you like pugs? They're very, like, snorty. Well, I, yeah, because they are bred. They're, yeah, I feel sh- sad for you them. You should feel. They're like the, um, uh, what is that bloodline of the British? Oh, they're not British. Boris Yeltsin? No, 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 no. There's uh, the Laps, Habsburgs. Okay. Or like a... You know, inbred um, rulers of some country a uh, hundred, two hundred years ago or something, but it, overbred, overbred, yeah. yes, inbred, inbred and overbred, yes, and sourdough bread. <laughs> Have you gotten your sourdough starter yet? I haven't. You know why? It turns out uh, you can buy sourdough bread yep. in the mm-hmm. uh, in the stores. Yeah, they're uh, readily available, and they taste delicious, and they taste just fine. Even and at Ralph's, yeah, yeah. Oh, ever, even at Target. Yep, in Tarja, in Tarja, and it all comes full, it all comes full circle. circle. Um, I think my poor luck, you know, my bad luck streak. Yes. I think it's over. Oh, good. I feel like, you know, I'm bug free. Yes. No bugs in my head. No bugs in my butt. Good. And well, let's be clear. There were never bugs in your butt that we know of. Well, no, but you never know. I guess. I mean, I took the medicine just yeah. to be safe. Um, I did have one. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> just oh, no. one little caveat. Oh, no. So uh, I've been trying to take my dog on longer walks lately because I'm I decided I, I made a fitness decision. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've shared this with you no. that I'm going to train to walk power walk uh-huh. a half marathon. 
Fantastic. Because I want to just, you know, try to get more fit and, and take care of myself. Okay. So um, 13.1 miles. Exactly. I, I did once run, and I let's use the term run very loosely, mm-hmm. uh, uh, 5K, and that was brutal. Um, and I know everyone's like, baby, because... It's like three something it's, miles. It's yeah. nothing. But anyway, so I've been taking my dog on longer walks. Mm-hmm. So the other morning I had her and, you know, it, the beginning of the walk, she usually takes an epic dump. Oh. And so okay. it's like right at the beginning. So I get to carry it the entire oh, fun. rest of the. Yeah, it's you know, like a little souvenir. Exactly. For the walk. 45 minutes to an hour. And it is a long walk. Yeah. That's impressive. Right. So I'm, I'm really trying. It used to just be 15 minutes and mm-hmm. just rush back. Um, I reached down, you know, with the poop bag to grab this big pile and then came up with it and realized the entire bottom <gasps> of the bag was a giant hole. What? It was ripped open. And so then I just had it in my hand. Wait a second. You had a huge pile of Sally's poop in your hand? Yeah, hot steaming pile. How did the pack break? Well, you know, they they come in a roll. Yeah. And you rip them off, each yeah, one individually. And sometimes there's, I guess, one that just is defective. I'm so sorry. Was and that so, this morning? No, it was, it was a, a, the day before. So I held it in my hand. <laughs> luckily, and it's hot. Oh, no. And luckily I had, you know, I, I had another bag because sometimes she takes more than one. Okay. In uh, my pocket. And so I double bagged it. But then I still had poop on my hand. Of course you did. And then I had to just walk. I was like, well, I'm going to still take the walk. But I okay. had just poop on. Did you just like try? Did you try to wipe it off on the grass or anything? Yeah. Okay. I, and, and I did, but it was still like it, it kind of had stained my hand, and oh, I just my had God. to take the rest of the Chris. walk with dog shit on my hand. Chris. <laughs> and I was like, no, nah, this this tracks. Oh. Oh my God. So anyway. then, how, did you have to open the door with your left hand or something? Yeah, I was very careful, you know, oh. to not spread it anywhere. But, you know, this is welcome 2022. I guess. Right? Yeah. Anyway. I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's, you know, listen, I haven't, I still haven't gotten COVID. I know, right? I mean, I don't know how I've managed I don't to not know. get COVID when I feel like it's literally I t- yeah. everywhere. I tweeted that I'm a late bloomer and I'm sure I'll get it after everyone else has gotten it and the cool factor is over and right. no one cares anymore. No, it's so cool right now. It is. It's it's, it's the pretty, hottest thing. It is. <laughs> it's a trend. All right. Should we talk about what to survive today? I mean, we could talk about surviving, you know, bacteria on your hands, but uh, I um, survived it. Here I am. You did. That's yeah. right. Oh, Stronger than Sally. ever. Sally. You know who wouldn't make a big steaming pile that big? A pug. Yeah, that's true. That's true. No. Mm-mm. What, they do? I, Garen has dogs. Do you have a pug? I do not. Uh-oh. I do not have a pug. Sorry, that was weird. Uh, I, my aunt had one, and that thing, I'm sorry, it was my mom who had one. And it took a dump that it literally was raising its back legs. It was what? cartoonish. What, what do you mean? It was raising its back legs it, to get away from its own poop? No, it was basically that's how big it was. It was as it was. Just, oh, it I was mean, balancing for humor, it. it really did that. But it was it was like <laughs> the dog um, had a good sense of humor. Hey, yeah, pugs, right. you know what? Nothing is not a jokester. It was uh, this little dog. The thing it let out, you would have thought it was a Doberman. It All was, the time. Not just yeah. once. No, thank you. It, that oh. was th- we got, it, it went back. You know, I hate poop. I don't know how this show has become this. I, <laughs> I hate it. I hate talking about it. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. When it when it's, I don't know, when it's dogs, it's not as bad. And then Lauren's story last week was so funny that um, 
I don't know. I guess I can take it and maybe I'm maybe I'm maturing. maturing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Finally. I don't know how else to put it. All right. Um, today we're going to talk about how to survive a heart attack. Oh, I'm very excited. Oh, well, don't get too excited. <laughs> we don't want you to have a heart I'm attack. Worried. I'm worried about this. Are you worried about yourself getting a heart attack? Yes. Okay. You know, I, I think that it's a thing, one of those things that women are at risk of, but they don't think they are because they always think that's, that it's for men. But yes, you know what? You're going to tell me. I'm going to tell you I'm all gonna, about I'm gonna it. Shut my trap. Perhaps you should be concerned because, according to the CDC, if you want to believe them, well, jury's out. Every year, about 805,000 Americans have a heart attack, and of these, 605,000 are a first heart attack. So some people are obviously having okay. a second or third one. This is why it's important to have a plan of action in place when symptoms become noticeable. Survival depends on recognizing the symptoms and taking immediate action. So we're going to get into what the symptoms are. Here's ways to um, prepare um, if, if, if you feel like a heart attack is coming on. First of all, know the difference between a panic attack and a heart attack, which I'm going to get into later. Um, always have aspirin on hand in an accessible medicine cabinet or drawer or in your car or your bag or purse because you're going to want to take an aspirin. Okay. Uh, learn CPR for loved ones who are at risk. Uh, <laughs> who's really on that, I don't, <laughs> on I that don't list? Know. I don't know. You're on your own. Ask your doctor about nitroglycerin if you are a heart patient and make your family and friends aware of warning signs. Can and, I interrupt yeah, one second? Uh-huh. I don't think I know what nitroglycerin is. Oh, um, it's something, it's a, it's a pill, I think, that you take if you have heart disease. Okay, thank to you. To prevent a heart attack, maybe? Okay. I'm not sure. Or it's a gay club drug, Garen? <laughs> what is it? I don't know. One of those two things. I'm not sure what they want you to know about that, but could it help? Could it hurt? Um, okay. <laughs> Why you shouldn't delay going to the uh, emergency room. It may not be realistic to get to the emergency room within a few minutes of experiencing heart attack symptoms, but it is critical to take immediate action. When you don't call 911 immediately or get to the hospital quickly, you risk death. Time is muscle. The longer you wait, the more damage is done to your heart. Time is muscle. Time is muscle. I'm going to get a t-shirt of that. That sounds kind of cool, right? It sounds really cool. Like badass? Like it sounds yeah. like, it's like a shirt that the rock would wear. Yeah, Time it, is muscle. Yeah, it's like a pocket watch that's bulging in the center. <laughs> I don't know. These are some reasons people don't call 911 right away. They're lazy. <laughs> That's not on the list. Embarrassment or fear oh. of looking silly. Oh, like I'm not. This is nothing. And, right. Okay. Denial or confusion. Responsibilities like not wanting to stop their lives or burden others with worry. I could see you doing that, Garen. I could see you clutching your chest and being like, eh. fine. yeah, I'm good. I'll wait till the end of this horror movie. Actually, yes. <laughs> Expect, expectation of a dramatic chest-clutching event to signal a definite heart attack. It doesn't always happen that way. Okay. And mistaken symptoms for heartburn. Many patients, more than 25%, wait more than six hours to go to the emergency room after symptoms begin. Don't add to this statistic. Time is muscle. Time is muscle. Time is muscle. I like it. Mm-hmm. Um a reminder checklist for heart attack symptoms. Okay, so the symptoms will vary from person to person, but these are the most common symptoms of a heart attack to watch out for. Sudden increasing chest pain and angina. I thought it was agina. I thought it was angina. 
You're right. It's angina. Okay. What am I thinking of? Agita. Agita. What is agita? Agita is like when you get agitated? Yeah. Is that like Yiddish? Agita? I mean... I don't know. Angina. (laughs) (laughs) This is going well. Pain spreading from the jaw, throat, arm, back, or upper stomach. So basically, yeah. I mean... I know. I know. But that's why they're saying don't ignore it. I know. I know. Profuse sweating or so cold sweats. So can you sweats? say that again yes. a little slower? Because I need to hear it again. Like I'm you doing stand-up? <laughs> yes. Pain spreading from the jaw, jaw throat, throat, arm, arm, back, back, or upper stomach. It'd be any of those things or does it be yes. all of those things? Well, I think I get more into that later. Okay, thank but you. But who can, I don't know what future me is going to do. Um, <laughs> profuse sweating or cold sweats. Nausea or vomiting. See, I didn't know these things were a part of it. Dizziness. Shortness of breath. It's like COVID. It's all, it's everything. Yes. It's, it's, it's whoever you want to be to whoever you it's want It's everything to be. Yeah. and nothing. Right. It, all the things and nothing. All in things. One. Feelings of indigestion or heartburn, rapid or irregular heartbeats, extreme fatigue or weakness, or heavy elephant sitting on your chest feeling. <laughs> I mean, it's so I many. Like, I like when they make an analogy to something you would have no idea. Yeah. But I have heard people say that it feels like an elephant sitting on my chest, which would be so fun. I mean, I mean, it would be painful. It but would, but imagine. Oh my God! What if it's a tiny elephant? A little uh, baby elephant. What if it's a baby elephant with stroke, in are itself big, but oh, his I ears. I can handle it. Oh, I wonder if their ears are soft when they're babies. I bet, velvety. So, oh, this goes to what you were saying earlier. Symptoms also may vary by gender. Okay. Many women don't experience chest pain at all, only neck, jaw, or back pain, among other symptoms. In in other words, the pain is not in the chest. The pain is in the neck, jaw, and back. Okay. Women usually wait four times longer than men to go to the emergency room because they don't feel any chest pain. Well, yeah, because it doesn't... Right, because you don't realize... You think it's your heart if it's in your neck and your jaw. Right. Any symptoms listed above should never be ignored. Even if you are not having a heart attack, it's better to be safe than sorry. And call 911. Your best chance of survival depends on how quickly you and your loved ones act. So, yeah, look, you might be wrong. You might be, but better to be safe than sorry. Okay, so maybe you get charged for the, for the, I'm not saying that's nothing, but I would risk it. Yes. If you you could be having. And um, it sounds like it's like I'm having a strange pain I don't usually have. Right. That feels different. I mean, I especially the jaw. That's I mean, sure, your jaw might ache from like chewing gum or something. But I think a, a pain yeah. going through your jaw is very specific. And I, w- I think that's a good thing to keep your eye on. Metaphorically. Location. Okay, it's hard so to look at your own it's, jaw. It's hard to look at your own jaw. I mean, I'm trying. Maybe I, if you're Leno or <laughs> I don't know who else can look Just at Just Leno. Just Leno. Okay, here it is, the difference between a heart attack and a panic attack. Have you, I, you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, Chris, but have you ever experienced a panic, panic attack? Yes, I believe I have. Okay. I don't, I have not, um, but I've experienced attacks of depression, it's, which is, it's more like a lollygag of depression than an attack. It's, it's like an extended uh, vacation at a place you don't want to go. Ex- that's, boy, is that a, that's a good way to put it. Okay, so here's the difference between a heart attack and a panic attack. Location of pain. Both panic and heart attacks cause chest discomfort, but there is a difference. With a heart attack, pain radiates to other areas like the arm, jaw, or neck. Mm-hmm. If it's a panic attack, pain will typically stay in the chest. Um, okay, so for heart attacks, 
um, the pain feels like chest pressure. Okay. Feeling of squeezing like an elephant sitting on your chest. Yes, there's that <laughs> elephant again. Icky or burning sensation like heartburn. For panic attacks, it's often sharp or stabbing pain, which is not typical with a heart attack. Not the heaviness. Not the not the More squeezing, like but yes, sharp, 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 sharp. Heart and heart racing or chest discomfort. That's hard to describe. So you wouldn't reach for elephant sitting on your chest because that's easy to describe. So if, yes. it's, if you say elephant sitting on your chest, you're probably having a heart attack. Well, it's often the case that people go to the hospital thinking they're having a heart attack and it turns out they're having a panic panic attack. Right. But better, again, like you said, be better safe. to be safe than sorry. Yes. My dad um, had a heart attack, you know, 20 something years ago. Um, and he had the quadruple bypass on the whole thing. So that's my experience with it. Um, and he recovered and he, he, you know, went on to lead a, a life full of tension and anger. So he's, <laughs> I mean, nothing was different, really. So everything was fine. <laughs> um, the so trick, you can just keep going and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Heart attacks tend to happen after physical strain or, or exertion. A sign not found in panic attacks. A heart attack might happen after shoveling snow or walking up a long flight of stairs. But you wouldn't have a panic attack after exercise unless there was an emotional stress trigger with it. Correct. Yes. Which is like, you know, um, you know, me in ballet class or something. I'm like, afraid of this event that I'm going to do right, right now, like get on a plane or. Or, oh, I just realized I don't know how to pole vault. <laughs> then maybe you that's would so have specific both have a you would have a panic attack. Are you attack. sure you haven't had a panic attack? Mm-hmm. How did this pole get in my hand? That's what she said. Okay. Um Okay, so if you okay, but what if the symptoms hit you at night? Both panic attacks and heart attacks can wake you from sleep, but there's a key difference. People who have nighttime or nocturnal mm-hmm. Thanks for telling us that. Panic attacks usually have daytime panic attacks, too. Okay. So if you wake up with chest pain or other symptoms and you don't have a history of panic attacks, that's probably a sign that it's a heart attack. Okay. And how long it lasts? Panic attack symptoms last a few minutes or up to an hour. Then the symptoms disappear and you feel better, but a heart attack won't let up. What happens to your heart rate during a panic attack? In many cases, a panic attack triggers a fast heart rate, also known as, here we go, tachycardia. I think I said it. Which is not dissimilar from pachydermia. I don't know that. Well, pachyderm, pachydermia might not be a word, but pachyderm is an (laughs) elephant. What? Like one sitting on your chest. Nice, Danielle. Thanks. The heart rate may speed up to 200 beats per minute or even faster. Holy ghost. A fast heart rate can make you feel lightheaded and short of breath, or you might feel fluttering or pounding in the chest. Usually tachycardia (laughs) that happens in response to emotional stress and only lasts a few minutes is not harmful, but if it happens regularly or you have possible symptoms of a heart attack, seek medical care. Can a panic attack cause a heart attack? Oh, here we go. Here we go. A panic attack is unlikely to cause a heart attack, but it's possible. Emotional stress plays a role in both conditions. Both panic attacks and heart attacks can occur during or after a stressful situation. But most of the time, people have a panic attack rather than a heart attack in response to emotional stress. Okay. So So you can handle emotional stress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it probably won't give you a heart attack. It'll probably give you a panic attack. Listen, you ought to know by now. All right. 
People who have anxiety, depression, or chronic stress may have a higher risk of heart problems. Chronic stress can lead to high blood pressure, which raises the risk of heart attack and stroke. Okay, so you're you're at the hospital. You've 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 gone to the hospital. Um, you've driven your. Don't drive yourself. No. Call um, an Uber if you. Well, don't. They say call. No, no, don't call an Uber. Call an call ambulance. Call an ambulance because they have the paddles and whatever else they, they need. They can see. They and, can check your vitals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't. And even if someone's with you, don't drive to the hospital. They're saying call nine one one because okay. you want whatever. Because because it, it's really a matter of this is a time thing. Time this is muscle. T- thank you. Time is muscle. And um, they want to start looking at that muscle right away. Right. A hundred percent. Exactly. OK. So once. OK. So then my dad had an angioplasty. So what is an angioplasty? This is you're at the hospital. You're having your heart taken care of. So an angioplasty is a procedure used to open blocked coronary arteries caused by coronary artery disease. It restores blood flow to the heart muscle without open heart surgery. Angioplasty can be done in an emergency setting such as a heart attack. For angioplasty, a long, thin tube, a catheter, is put into a blood vessel and guided to the blocked coronary artery. The catheter has a tiny balloon cool, at its tip. Once the catheter is in place, the balloon is inflated, and at the narrow end of the heart artery, this presses the plaque or blood clot against the sides of the artery, making more room for blood to flow. So similar to my nose, ears yes. thing with the, with the balloons. They want to get the blockages out. Get the blockages out. So that's what's causing the heart attack, essentially, our blockages. Yeah, I, I really should have said that. I apologize. Can you look it up real quick and just see what is a heart attack? I know that's ridiculous. I'm sure I have it here. Hold on a second. Uh, heart attack is a sudden and sometimes fatal occurrence of coronary thrombosis, typically resulting in the death of a part of a heart muscle, which is time. Uh, usually occurs when blood clots block blood flow to the heart without blood tissue loses oxygen and dies. Right. Okay. So, yeah, it's, the blo- it's blockage. So... Um, you're like the way you eat can lead to it. It could be hereditary. It could be stress. Mm -hmm. So, um, with my dad, I think it was every, all of those, his father died of a heart attack Mm. when my dad was in his twenties. Um, so is he, is he always worried about that then? Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, my dad was a fairly healthy eater. Mm -hmm. He wasn't like, so I don't know that he, but yeah, I don't know. I should ask him that. I should ask him if he worried about that. He probably did. I mean, yeah, one would think. Because my dad's dad also died mm-hmm. very young, like 55, oh, I my think, God. Yeah. from a heart attack. Mm-hmm. And I think my dad has always been like, he's kind of obsess- obsessive about exercising and what he eats. Oh, yeah. You said he's sort of like yeah, manic about it, because right? I, and I think that's part of the reason yeah. is because he is really concerned that he's going to, I mean, he's almost, he's 79, so right. he's not going to die young from a heart attack. Right. Um, but or die young at all. No. Yeah. Yeah. My dad, like he doesn't drink. He does. In fact, he started drinking red wine after the heart attack because they said that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't even know if he does that anymore because he's just not a drinker. He's never smoked a cigarette in his life. Uh, he did tell me that not that long ago he got stoned. That's hilarious. My dad is the squarest. Yeah. And some guy some guy <laughs> some guy came over some friend of his came over he was telling this to me and Oliver some guy came over a friend of his and gave him i think it oh it was an edible i love that because he doesn't my dad doesn't know how to smoke or anything i yeah. mean like he literally probably wouldn't know how to smoke yeah like literally wouldn't yeah. understand how to smoke a cigarette or pot and 
And he said, yeah, I, I was really, <laughs> I just, I just wandered around. I just left the house and I just started walking and I didn't know where I was. I didn't tell your mom. Like my mom didn't even know that he was doing <laughs> didn't this. didn't tell her? No. Maybe she would have liked to do it too. Mm, no, I, I doubt it. But I said, like, I said, but dad, you know, edibles are very strong. They're like much yes. more from what I know. I don't, I've never had an edible, but from what I understand, he was like, yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, he just told it to us. Matter of fact, it was hysterical. That's really funny. But anyway, um, so look, anything that can you know relax what? that Maybe man Maybe he fun. needed it to relax. Oh, no, I agree. But I think, I don't think he liked it because he got, you know, confused. I mean, he's already old and yeah. so it's just like not the greatest idea. My mom listens to this podcast, so this might be the first time she's finding out that within the last year, my dad got high. You but, know, you know it's they, okay. they don't even really talk anymore. So this will give them something to talk about. My dad got high in his 70s with a girlfriend uh-huh. and he told me, he was like, guess what I did? Yeah. I smoked some pot. Yeah. And I was like, that's great. <laughs> did he smoke pot when he was younger? I don't know. I mean, maybe like. I doubt it. So where was I? Let's talk about stents. A stent is used to reduce the chance of a heart attack. The wire mesh tube is inserted into a blocked artery to help increase blood flow to your heart. The stent is left in place permanently to improve your condition. When done with a coronary angioplasty, which is what we just talked about, a stent placement opens your arteries and increases blood flow to the heart muscle. Stents reduce your overall risk of experiencing narrowing of that same artery. However, it's still possible to have a heart attack in the future from a different clogged artery. That's why adopting a heart-healthy lifestyle habits is so important. Tell us how it's done. Well, making these changes can play an important role in helping to prevent a future heart attack. As a rule of thumb, you should see your doctor right away if you experience chest pain, even after a stent placement. In the rare event that a stent closes, you'll need surgery to open up the artery again. It's also possible to experience a blood clot after getting a stent, which could increase your risk of a heart attack. Your doctor will likely recommend taking aspirin as well as prescription anti-clotting drugs such as Ticagrelor or Clopidrogol. <laughs> oh, they give you the the uh, market names and I should have just used that. Bril- Brilta? That's not that much harder, easier to say. Brilta? No, that's Or not. Plavix, which you've probably heard I've of. heard of Plavix. Okay. Thank you. So, yeah, I mean, I obviously you should exercise. I didn't write all the things you should do because, A, A, if you have a heart attack, your doctor's going to tell you, and B, they're just sort of common sense. Like, don't smoke, don't drink, um, exercise, exercise, and eat well. So, eat a healthy, eat a healthy, balanced life. Mediterranean style. That's exactly what it said, actually. Right, right, right. Okay, what are the side effects of a heart attack? After a heart attack, it's normal to feel very fatigued. You may feel weak and mentally exhausted. You may also have a decreased appetite. Eating smaller meals can help plus, uh, place less strain on your heart. It's common to have mental health side effects after a heart attack. They can last between two and six months. Wow. Some mental health related symptoms include anger. Oh, boy. Uh, I'd like to state for the record that my dad was angry pre-heart attack. <laughs> Irritability, same. Fear, same. Uh, insomnia and daytime fatigue, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, you're, it's your just, heart. You've just, yeah, gone through a sadness all. Mm. Um, feelings of guilt and hopelessness and loss of interest in hobbies. Your, your, your knitting is just sitting in a pile collecting yeah. dust. Your Hummel figurines are missing you. Yeah. They, you haven't, been, they haven't even been dusted. Dusted. They're yeah. just sad on your shelf. Sad on your shelf. Mm-hmm. 
burrowing. <laughs> naked, naked and burrowing. On a shelf. <laughs> naked burrowing Hummel figurines. You know what I think? Oh, that would be a collector's item. Precious moments. Yeah. Oh, that's, I think I was confusing them. Okay, precious moments are the like, like little children, little angel children. children they're all like they're all blonde. Big eyes and they're blonde. Yeah. Oh, they're all blonde, aren't are they? they all blonde? Maybe, yeah. yeah. I'm sure and they the, are. And and it's does very it, Christian seeming. Yes. And do they have little sayings like on the little statues? They're, or they're, they're, they're like the live, laugh, love of the right the late '80s, early '90s, maybe. Yes. And then Hummel figurines are what? They're are those like, military or something? They're they're the sort of precious moments I think of the '30s. Oh, I think they're probably. I don't even know. Garen, maybe Garen can look it yeah, up. Yeah, we'll look up. I think Hummel figurines. figurines are actually worth a lot of money now. They're oh, collectible, okay. and but they're from an earlier time period. But they are little children, and and they might be German or yeah, from I think Europe. They are. And I'm just saying words now. I know, but the thing <laughs> is, I think I've looked it up before, and I still don't remember. Okay, he's. Uh, oh, these are. Oh, is this a Hummel figure? Oh, okay, so. Garen has just handed me. You're right. They are little kids. This is a jaunty little child with a with a, a cap and a bag. It looks like a carpet bagger. Um, it's a series of porcelain figures based on the drawings. Oh, of Sister Maria Insonitia Inson Insertia. Okay. Yes. Hummel. The now I have to read this. I'm sorry. Please no. I um, want, everyone wants to know. We're all waiting with bated breath. Because well, I am actually interested. The sketch art of Sister Maria Inson Inso. Innocentia Hummel began to appear in the 1930s in Germany and Switzerland. Oh my God. I got this so right. Yeah, you totally did. You guys. Mostly pastoral drawings of children. The German art publisher, okay, Dada, was involved in the early popularization. On postcards, Hummel's art cards became popular throughout Germany, catching the eye of Franz Goebbels. Uh-oh. Wait, there's no S on it. There's okay. no S. Um, <laughs> porcelain maker and head of W. Goebbels Porzellfabrik. Porzellfabrik. Porcelain fabric. It's like if you were making up German. Um, Goebel acquired rights to turn Hummel's drawings into figurines, producing the first line in 1935. The figurines were introduced at the Leipzig Trade Fair. You should be letting me read this. I'm sorry. <laughs> A major European show for the industry. Goebel was known for presenting new and novel products that attracted American distributors. By the end of the year, 46 M.I. Hummel motifs were on the market, sold in America at Marshall Fields and Company of Chicago and oh, other American retailers. Okay. And I love that there's no Nazi ties, seemingly. Well, not yet. I haven't finished. But no, it doesn't <laughs> look like it. It. I mean, Goebbels is the closest, but... Okay, so now I'm probably going to go home and read all about that. I like reading about this uh, kind of thing. You know what? I really hope there's a documentary. Ooh, that would be good. I the would, dark side of Hummel. You know what's going to happen? We're going to start collecting them. Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> not if you've seen them. I mean, they're fine. It's just yeah. not my. They're very um, tchotchke ish. Yeah, they, yes. they, they. They. I think invented the word tchotchke. Oh well, German. It, it sounds like oh, it's probably Yiddish, right? Yeah. Tchotchke. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so that's how to survive a heart attack. Well, I feel informed. Yeah, especially that jaw thing because yes, that's, that's good so specific. And I do also think it's very good to know, don't drive yourself, call on yes. 911 because they might have the... Don't Uber like I would I know, have done. no. You're, that's your answer here. to everything is It Uber. really is. I know. Um, but I loved what we talked about today. I feel more informed and I hope yes. everyone will pay attention to the warning signs and just take yeah. care of themselves. Right. And we will be right back with our special guest, Katie Fullen. Can't wait. Welcome back to How to Survive. How, how was your break, Chris? 
Um, it was great. What did you do? I mean, I just meditated. Did you? <laughs> did you? Well, you know what? I don't want to have a heart attack. Yeah, you got to meditate. So I have that's to manage right. my stress levels. That's that's a good idea, right? Yeah. Well, I always think it's funny. Well, like, how how do you manage stress? And people are like, well, I exercise. Doesn't everyone do the same shit? I mean, unless is there a specific way to manage stress that's better than others? Squeeze a ball or something? I do think actually meditation yeah. is scientifically proven to reduce stress. But yeah, I, I find it, it stresses me out. very difficult to yeah, do. I can't do it. I'm very I mean, bad at it. I am bad. I'm bad at meditation. I'm yeah. bad at it. Like You know what? It takes practice, it turns out. Ugh. But then you have to work at it. And that makes me feel stressed. Yeah. I'm maybe sure maybe our guest has an opinion it. Yeah. on it. Our guest today is... <laughs> And she's an actor and a writer, Katie Fullen. Mm-hmm. You uh, could you can see her work on uh, the, so FX, the cable channel FX has a show called Cake, mm-hmm. which is on which, Hulu. Which we can go back and watch. Okay, it there's so many layers. To I this. know. Okay, <laughs> like a cake, like a cake, and but and it's a bunch of shorts. But your shorts are called Chowder. They're called Chowder. They're kind of like a uh, kind of take on like an 80s soap opera like a dynasty or even like a little charlie's angels oh my god this is our wheelhouse very fun yeah it's called chowder the original one is on youtube if you just search chowder and my name comes up um i co-wrote them with my best friend i love it and we got to make a series of them for fx how fun oh my god it was kind of a dream come true really wow and we got to wear like these crazy costumes i can't wait to watch it that's the best oh we'll watch it very soon that's tonight i know what i'm doing tonight (laughs) oh i'm sure we will so we just talked about um heart attacks and now we're going to talk about heartbreak (laughs) katie what happened to you i mean okay it was horrible. <laughs> I know I'm like fine now. And like I do actually find it very funny now. Well, not very funny, but kind of funny. Right. Because it was just like truly worst nightmare situation. So I was with this guy for, it was like my college boyfriend into like mid-20s. We were okay. for like six and a half years. Like, wow. For so Serious. long. Serious. And like I like knew his parents had been like my teachers growing up. And it just felt so like he'd been like a crush of mine when I was like in middle school. And he was Oh, like, you knew each other this long. Yes. Because I grew up in Chicago in this like very small community called Hyde Park. And we okay. like, went to the same school. Like our parents knew each other. And it just seemed like so perfect. And like. It's destined. So, destined to be like this fairy tale situation. And then we moved out to L.A. Because I wanted to be here. He did not at all want to oh, come. Oh, okay. But, so that might have been, <laughs> you know, trouble was brewing. Right. Yeah. Um, don't make know, someone. Hindsight, yeah. Don't make somebody move. Move cross country. But then on his end, you know, say you don't want to move. Yeah. Oh, just yeah, yeah, move yeah. and then not say anything. Of course. curious about it. Right. Um, but so flash forward to us, like living in L.A. And then one night he comes home from his job. And, and what did he do? He was a server. He's a painter, but he was like working in a restaurant. Okay. Too. So he comes home like midnight, and I could like tell something was wrong because he kept being like, "Oh my god, like my stomach hurts." Like I don't know. And then he'd been acting like kind of strange like that, like all these weird physical ailments mm-hmm. for like a couple weeks. Weeks, and we were like sitting on our couch, and he's like sitting super far away from me, and I was like, "Something's really wrong here." And I was like, "Will you just tell me what's wrong?" Mm-hmm. And he's like. I don't want to do this anymore. Oh, oh no. I, and I, I just like couldn't compute it. I couldn't understand. I was like, so you want to break up? You want to 
take a break? Like, right. what do you... But he was so, like, kind of passive. He was like, I don't know, I don't know, I just... We have all these problems, and I was like, "Well, what problems do we have?" Oh, you just you you, you did not know there were no, problems. No, I did not see it coming because, like, we never. I mean, this is like psychotic. Looking back now, like we never fought. Oh, ever. we had maybe oh. one fight in six years, oh. which is like people okay. aren't. I can't get through the day without a fight. Okay, yeah. like, me and my partner now can't right. get through a day without. Yeah. So was there just just to back up for one second? Was there talk about marriage at any point? Yes, there we was. were like we yeah we okay. were. I mean, he never got like, uh, in my mind at the time. He was like my fiance, and we were engaged. Oh, and also like doing the whole thing. Famous last words. In my mind, in we my were mind. engaged. <laughs> oh Jesus! Well, no, because we did talk about it. Okay, but also, I mean, I was like a little fool. Like I really was, so I have to own but, that. But you, you, you assumed you guys would eventually get married. Yeah, I mean, because we did talk about it. You know, right. we talked about like having kids. That was like his big thing. He like wanted to have. He wanted to have kids without getting married. Okay. Like, and I was like, yeah, okay, like, mm-hmm. cool. That's like right. I mean, it, it and, can it can be done. It's it's. I certainly yeah. you know I have People cousins who are I'm, right. They're all for it, all intents and purposes married. They're just not married, and they have. That's kind of what I thought. We grown kids and 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 all that, but it also could possibly be a red flag. It, mm-hmm. it yeah, it depends if you're yes. on the same page. I didn't like no terms like that, like red flag or <laughs> yes, at the time. Okay. So then, yeah, he just basically is like, I don't want to do this anymore. <sighs> and then I I was like, well, what problems do we have? Mm-hmm. And he goes, I can't tell you. Well, well mm-hmm. I can't tell you, and I've tried to work on them. By myself, well, but it's not... too late. Oh, Jesus. and I was just like, Ugh. was he a vampire or something? <laughs> or did he have a tail? Or... Maybe he had a I secret family. Yeah. I mean, he had a lot of secrets for sure. Like, I mean, the old, we had started like our one big fight over the years had happened like starting kind of recently because he would be like gambling. Oh, Ooh. like on he'd go to like the commerce casino uh-huh. off of the five if you've ever driven by it of course and he'd be there like yeah of course yeah and he'd be there like all night he'd like get off his shift at work and then he'd be there till like three in the morning oh. four in the morning one day he didn't come home until like eight in the morning oh. and Mm-mm. um i was like well what and he's like he said <laughs> i couldn't find parking when I tried to come home, so I just went out gambling. So he went back to commerce. So he went back. To Wait, commerce. is he saying he went to commerce, came back, couldn't find parking, and then went, went back, back to commerce? That's what he said. Okay. I mean, yeah. What's that doesn't sound right. That doesn't track. It's totally insane. But on the other hand, parking, parking in Los Angeles is so hard. And we lived in like Thai town. Okay, you know, that's Thai, hard. So it's like it is hard. That's yeah. hard. So I think that like led to me at the time being like. Yeah, no, I mean... But it also sounds like Ricky Ricardo in that... um, (laughs) The I Love Lucy biopic. You know, it it does have... You're like in your head going, I know there's a word for this... I think it's it hasn't been invented yet. <laughs> like red flag number right, two. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, so you you had the fight about him being out all night, being yeah out okay. all night, or just like consistently going out to like play his games. <laughs> and it would always like the fight would always end with like me. It would be like, well, I probably need to like go start therapy because I need to learn how to like. Have it not bother me? Okay. Oh, and if I was Jesus like, oh, so there was some gaslighting in there. It felt like I, I watched the vow. You know the thing about next yes. on HBO, and yeah. it felt very much <gasps> like that kind of thing where it's like if you could evolve to a higher state, 
and not have all this stuff bother oh, you. Oh, yes. yes. That's, exactly, really what it, that's exactly what that is. You should evolve to it being fine that a man is sleeping with other women. women. Exactly. That's basically what the value yeah. is. This so, is your problem. Yeah. Absolutely. To work on. So how long... Like, why am I so controlling? <laughs> that I, you won't. That I want to know where my b- boyfriend is at three in the morning. Um... So how long had you been living in Los Angeles at this point? Um, Probably only not even a year. Like oh. it fell apart fast. So and it's also just kind of that, that first year is tough. It is. And I was like, you know, wanting to be like an actor and like, yeah. oh, and you're hustling. Just kind of yeah, getting hustling, lost everywhere. But hustling in the wrong way. You know, like when you first get here, you like do everything wrong. Of like, course. Sign you're up like, for like all these weird workshops. Yes. What, what, San yes. Vicente so confusing. <laughs> yes. You're just like, I can't I find anything. Which way do I go? <laughs> yeah. Just everything seems so insane. Your first <laughs> And so, so this is what I was getting at. Did you have a friend, you know, a support system? Did you have friends here? Yeah. I mean, I, I was lucky in that sense that I had like, I knew a bunch of people from Chicago from like doing improv and stuff in Chicago had like moved out here before me. So I definitely had like more of a support system than he had. He had like all of his restaurant friends. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, All right. So he says... Uh, gambling buddies. <laughs> yeah. He says there are problems, but I can't tell you what they are. Mm-hmm. And does he never tell you what they are? I still, to date, don't know what those problems are. That's so weird. Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, flash forward, he'd met somebody else. That was the yeah. problem. Mm-hmm. The problem was you weren't this <laughs> other person. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And he tried to work on it by himself. Yeah. He tried to ring. I'm trying to think. But then it was like, I never really, like, after that conversation with him, like, you know, after you, like, break up with somebody mm-hmm. they like this has been my experience like you never really see the person that you knew again uh, mm-hmm. like they kind of just the way they interact with yeah. you is just like gone yes. and dead forever i we did see like <laughs> i okay i'm trying to like figure out <laughs> so i didn't really like process that he was breaking up with me okay like right then because i just like my brain wouldn't right compute it that like i would have to be without him you were in shock because he also like i'm not close with my family and i was oh. super close with his family and he you know oh that God, whole thing that's so painful it was very you were losing a whole support yeah. network i mean i felt like i lost the whole family mm. um so like i just like my brain couldn't compute and i was like oh if i can just be i was like well i, I guess like we were kind of like in a little bit of a rut not having fun together anymore so if we can just have a little more fun or like have a fun date i could yeah. probably get him back right so like i didn't see him for maybe like a week after that and wait, then wait, where wait, you're living where, together yeah. right? no he um yeah he kind of moved out like at that time he was like bye kind of and you're yeah. like well we're still gonna be together i thought that it was yeah. like I guess I thought it was a break. Yeah. You know, that like classic thing. Yeah. I thought it was like him taking time and we could like both decide. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. in my brain, I was like, okay, if I can be, you know, hotter, more fun, oh, more exciting, this is, this is I can like bring him back. Oh. I mean, it's like, it's really tragic. Um, so I like my idea for like something crazy and fun to do was to go eat lunch at Rainbow Bar and Grill on the Sunset Strip because mm-hmm. I was like that's like a crazy yeah, place right. yeah. so I like make him go meet me there on like a Tuesday and like over this horrible lunch at the Rainbow he's like yeah I don't think it's a break like we're done uh, and I yeah it was I don't know I actually can't remember like my exact reaction 
after that. Some of the, these things I swear I've like blocked out. I do remember going back to my car and I did start like really weeping. Yeah. And this young construction worker was like, hey, girl, what's wrong? And I was like, <laughs> like, I... If you could just harass me right now, I would do a lot for my self-esteem. <laughs> no, but I, I told him, like, oh, my God, like, my boyfriend just left me. Or, like, I might have said I got divorced or something, because, like, that's what it felt yeah, like to me. Right. And then he was actually really nice, and we hugged. Oh, he so was sweet. like a little angel. He was like, oh, girl, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. Oh, that's <laughs> so sweet. I love yeah. that. Um, and then, after that, I never really saw him again. After six and a half years. Yeah. So where did he move out to? Was he moving in with some other woman? Okay, well, he said he was staying with his friend. Uh -huh. And then, like, months later, I saw his, his friend ended up working at this place next door to where I was working. And I was like, is Ben okay? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. so worried about yes. him. Because I was like, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, just caretaking um, unnecessarily. And the guy was like, oh, yeah, he stayed with me, like, one night. But, like... <sighs> I haven't really seen him. So he was staying, he moved in with a woman. So like he was right cheating afterwards. on you. This, yeah. this whole business about being out all night and not finding parking. Yeah, I'm not even he sure was, he was even gambling. Yeah. I, think he was I love that he made up a me. degenerate excuse. I know. That his alibi is yes. that he's just. Oh, uh, She's not going to want to be with me if I'm out gambling all the time. Right. <laughs> and you're like, no, I, I can accept okay. this. I know. Yeah. Uh, like, well, okay, I can learn to live with that. We've, I mean, like, I had kind of a rough family. So I was like growing up. So I was like, Okay, I can learn to live with that. This is what guys do. Like, I'm pretty good at learning yeah. to live with things Ugh. I don't like. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> and just being like, or I just didn't think that, like, you know, ending it was even an option in my brain. Mm -hmm. I see. So it's like, I better just learn to deal with it. I mean, this did set off this whole journey of, like, all the things I didn't know about myself well that's like, the thing is that age too when you're in your because you were in your early 20s right like 24 25 yeah mm -hmm. so that's the time where you're kind of like an idiot anyway mm -hmm. and you feel like you should know all these things and that you do know all these things and you're like oh this is not an appropriate way to be treated no like you kind of just don't realize yeah. it until after the fact no or like other people don't just get to do whatever they want to you right and you just go mm -hmm. okay i can figure out yeah. how to be okay with that or even how to like it like, I'm so cool, I can figure out a way to like your gambling. <laughs> and I mean, I I could, I it was like maybe a year and a half after that I had like had enough perspective to be like, yeah, that really wasn't working. And I don't really think that that right. was a relationship that yeah. I wanted to be yeah. in either. Yeah. Oh, right. He probably you did know? you a favor, but at the time it just doesn't feel like that. Oh, absolutely not. And like his mom would like write me these cards. That I was were, wondering. Like, really sad. Yeah. And I would be just like hysterical about them. Because yeah. I also was thinking that like, oh, I could maintain like being so close with his family. Yeah. Still. Yeah. yeah. Did uh, it work out that way? No, it didn't. Yeah. I did hang out with his cousin a little bit. Uh -huh. Like not date his cousin, but like we went out and partied a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> I think I did that just like out of spite. Yeah. I know. But I also think it's weird of his cousin to be like pursuing <laughs> hanging out with me. It is weird. It's I totally eventually weird. had to be like, I don't think we should hang out. Like I don't want to be reminded. Yeah. yeah. Right. I don't be involved in this anymore. So how do you think you survived it? What did you? What I do? I mean, I did cry a lot mm -hmm. with my friends. Yeah, and um, my mom and I hadn't been close really prior to that. But then once this happened, like she really was there for really? me. Like, we really talked. We talked. Aww. She was. She would be on the phone with me for hours, like while wow. I cried, which we never really like. We just hadn't been close for a lot of years, so that was like 
kind of a nice that face. is nice Artifact. yeah did you did that front did that closeness stay after no. Oh. No, no. no i mean no not really but I'm thankful that it was there yeah. at the time. Yeah. Um, I mean, I made a lot of new friends. I kind of threw myself into like these day jobs. Like mm-hmm. I just had so many jobs, but I like, <laughs> I don't know. It was sort of like, and I also did talk about it obsessively. And mm-hmm. so I'd like end up talking about it with like all these different kinds of people of like all ages. Mm-hmm. And um, I'd never really like, I just never been so like talking about my emotions and like working things out like that before right. that it it was sort of like a lesson in like oh that's how you're supposed to deal with problems like when you get upset about things yeah like i also did crazy things like not crazy um <laughs> i also broke into his car because i was oh, like, wow. like <laughs> to figure out you know, i was not expecting that okay. i thought she was gonna say like I did. I had. I did Reiki. Yeah, I had Reiki done one time. <laughs> like crazy. She totally buried the lead. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. at what point is this that you broke into his car? This was like maybe two months after. after. I was just like, I should have like written out the timeline because, like, at first I was like so disoriented and so crazy. Yeah. I would like drive by his work mm-hmm. and like did see him. Oh my god, it's, it's like so shameful to be like admitting that I did stuff like that, but. We've all done oh, it. God. So, I, I, how many nights work? driving by somebody's apartment oh that broke my, my heart? Just driving yeah. past his apartment over and over again. I think I looking once, for what? I don't just know. like I needing I, to feel like I was yeah. close to him. Mm-hmm. I think I once roller skated from my apartment to my ex's apartment, hoping he'd see me or something. I have no <laughs> idea. Oh, no. And then, like, what would you do if he saw you? That's adorable. Just well, look cute on your roller skate. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I don't. Know. I was just roller skating in your neighborhood. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. this neighborhood. Yeah, so I didn't even I know mean, I was by your apartment. Yeah, right. <laughs> Six miles away from mine. <laughs> I know, right. I'm sweating. Well, my legs are just on fire. Okay, so this was a couple months or a month or something after. He- yeah, and I really wanted to figure out if he was like, because also, I mean, we have Instagram, so I was like obsessively looking at his Instagram. Oh, okay. And like, I started noticing, because like back then they had that feature where you could like see what other people had liked or see what other people okay. had commented on. Okay. Uh-huh. They took it off because it's kind of a psychotic feature. Right. <laughs> um, but I could tell because I was still like following him. I could tell that he kept tagging this like woman oh. in like cute little pictures. Always like things that he used to tag me in, yeah. you know, and I was like, oh, wait a minute here or commenting on their photos so that's when I started putting it together that like it wasn't just like we had problems that couldn't be fixed it was like he was more interested in spending time with other people um so I like I don't know I like I had a I didn't didn't, like break his windows I had a spare key to his car and he had like I knew that he was out of town and he'd parked it near like our mutual friends place so I just like (laughs) drove over there and like you know went in and like rifled around looking for things what did you want to find what do you what were you curious about were you thinking like evidence of a woman or yeah evidence of a woman you saw him with another woman on instagram constantly how was that not the i don't know i I just i wanted to hurt more maybe i don't even know i used condom in the car what did you want (laughs) yes that's what i wanted the answer i found the evidence (laughs) i guess Uh like that's what it felt like i wanted like an answer i wanted like a note to be Like, okay, and did you find anything? No, I didn't find anything. Mm-hmm. This is super embarrassing. No, I, like I've <laughs> I've done all these kinds of things. I mean, I completely understand this need to like yeah. 
obsessively yeah, find some seek, connection with find an yeah. answer be closer to the person because you're still you're not done yeah you're still close you're still close they've, yeah. they've moved on they're not thinking about you but you are like Ugh. I'm I can't I'm not done with this relationship yeah. yet oh, it's so, so it's, it's the so, worst it's feeling the, it's brutal it's brutal it's brutal and then you think you'll never get over it and then oh, yeah. you kind of eventually do you it's do. crazy I remember yeah. like I like driving to this one job in particular that I really enjoyed and like it took I think maybe it was like a year later or almost a year later that I like realized that like this pain in my heart that had been there for like a year mm-hmm. had lifted mm-hmm. and it was like the first time I consciously was like oh wow this like weight isn't there anymore did it feel like an elephant sitting on your chest kind of yeah that's what a heart attack kind apparently of. feels oh, like no. so yeah you might have had a heart attack. You might have had a heart attack. For oh, a year. For a year. <laughs> and then, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I'm trying to think. There are other things that I did to, like, survive. Like, I I did start therapy, mm-hmm. which was good. Yep. And I did learn all about codependency. I'd never heard that term before wow, in okay. my life. Um, this made me laugh. I was, like, working this job, and we had to park really far away. So every day, or every time I worked there, I'd be, like, walking, like, almost a mile to get wow. to work. But then one day, I, like, looked down on my walk, and there was, like, this book in my path, and it was Codependency No More. And I was, <gasps> wow. like, what? literally oh in your my path. God. Yeah. And I, like, picked it up, and, like, you know, I don't know if you've read it, but the first chapter, she, like, lists all the things, and I was, like, <sighs> what? There's a term for my family, myself. Wow. Like, I had no idea. So it started up this whole like journey that I, I also got really into like every kind of like self-help podcast mm-hmm. and like every kind of like self-help modality, which I think has set off like kind of an addiction to it that I'd like to stop. Have you become codependent with I kind of self-help? So. <laughs> or I just like somehow stopped being able to like rely on my own being like, you can take care of yourself. Like you don't always need like these experts. Well, that's that's, no, no, no. And I think it's funny because we all do it. But when I go on Facebook, I'm old, so I'm still on Facebook. um, And I see she just nodded. She didn't even like she's like, yeah, right. People still got their Facebook. So when I go on Facebook or something, it's still still a thing. And someone's (laughs) like, "Um, how do I get? you know, my kids to put on their shoes. I'm like, you can't fucking do anything by yourself anymore. That's so funny. No one can do anything by themselves anymore. Speaking they have of- to crowdsource an answer for every goddamn thing that happens in their <laughs> life. I, have, well, I saw one, this is off topic, but I saw one, this woman was in some kind of like women in comedy group. Uh-huh. And she comments, does anyone know where to get good shorts? I mean, That's exactly, like- exactly. <laughs> Come on. Really? You can't figure that out? Every store has them. What's yeah. your favorite store? Like, yeah. start there. We're looking for shorts. <laughs> what mean, kind of shorts do you like? Shorts are everywhere. Yeah. It's really everywhere. like... Also, it's like... It was summer, so What do you like? like? I don't even know. Yeah. Do you want khaki it's, shorts? It's just do you people want wanting... Nike-type shorts? <laughs> I mean, the, cyni- Thank you. the cynical so side of me says it's just someone wanting attention and the the less cynical side of me is saying it's just someone wanting a connection i think it is about connection i mean i it's not like i don't do it i i you know sometimes i stop myself from if it's really inane i mean most things are googleable so jesus christ but you know if it's an actual thing but or, or, or it'll be some like 
huge life decision you're leading up to people on the internet to yeah. argue about well, whether that's you should what let makes, your yeah yeah I mean, it's just like reddit i mean i also got deep into reddit i'd be like on reddit being like what do i do when my oh. i'd say husband i'd be like what do you do when your husband leaves you oh <laughs> like, wow and then i learned yeah. that they're like this happens like a lot like well, people yeah, just yes hear like that yes oh so I, I found comfort in that well, Katie, we can't thank you enough for being here. Oh, thank you. Thank this you was so me. much fun. I, I'm Great so glad story. you're healed. <laughs> yes. And I'm I'm so glad you realize that you're not alone and that this is just like, These you realize happen. you don't have to be, you know, I mean, being in your early 20s is a headache. It is. And you know what? The, the, the reality is getting your heart broken means you loved deeply. Yeah. And so we all should have the privilege of having our that's heart broken true. at least once in our life. Yeah. It makes you feel alive. Yeah. Oh, that's you know? true. And, you know, you survived something. And I did. So that's powerful stuff. Yeah. And we're happy that you were here to share it with yeah, us. Yeah, I have a fun story now. Okay. Well, we're going to check out um, Chowda. Oh, and yeah, uh, you can follow Katie on Instagram at Katie Fullen, F-U-L-L-A-N, right? Oh, K. A T Y. Just wanted to yeah, clarify. Yeah, K A T Y. It's the cutest way to spell Katie. I like to spell it so in reverse, so it makes it complicated for everyone. Y T A K. Yeah, <laughs> you got it. <laughs> and we will be right back with what we learned today, and oh well, actually, and maybe a letter from a fan. Yeah, we'll be right back. Welcome back uh, to How to Survive. Uh, so let's talk about what we learned today, please. Just like pugs, the house of Habsburg indeed did have inbreeding issues. Always check your dog bags before use. Maturity is growing to enjoy poop discussion. <laughs> Never forget, time is muscle. Ooh. Nitroglycerin is a heart disease medication that opens up the arteries in the heart. According to Urban Dictionary, I don't know why it would be an Urban Dictionary, but according to Urban Dictionary, Agita is a pukey burp. Uh, I have not matured that much. Um, okay. Ladies, keep an eye on your jaw. Heart attack and pain radiates while panic attack pain remains in one area. An elephant equals heart attack. Pachydermia is a word. Oh, I'm so excited. It's an abnormal thickness of tissue. Ooh. <laughs> I hope I don't get that. Good. Heart disease refers to several types of heart conditions, the most common of which is coronary artery disease. Most Hummel figurines are worth $50 to $75. Oh. Some can reach several hundred dollars. I would think so. Makes sense. Precious Moments are a more religious-themed set of figurines. <gasps> I, you were I right. nailed that, too. Oh, my Man, God. I'm nailing this episode. Yeah. So uh, we had, we've had we had some nice correspondence lately, yes? Yes. This is from a guy named Dan Forsh. I think he doesn't mind us sharing his name. And he's sharing his survival story. Okay. And he says, hi, Danielle and Christine. Sorry, Garen. You got Aww, no love. No garden squirrel. I'm enjoying the show. And since you ask at the end of every episode, I thought I'd share my story of surviving being hit by a car. Oh. I was walking home from work one evening and had nearly made it to my apartment. I was, at an, I was at an intersection waiting to cross a somewhat busy street. I've lived in Seattle for a while, so I always wait for the walk signal. It's a thing we're known for here, more so than in other places. 
Huh? Oh, that's a famous uh, a famous Seattle Seattle thing. <laughs> we're known for humble brag much. Jesus. We're, we're waiting at crosswalks. Okay. The light changed and I started to cross. A woman driving on the cross street came up and started to make a left turn. I was already in front of her in the crosswalk, but she didn't see me at all. It was December, so it's dark, but there are street lights. Not sure. Seattle's known for their street lights. Yes, yeah, so they're famous for street <laughs> yes. lights. Not sure if she was distracted or I was just somehow in her blind spot directly in front of her car. I was knocked over and my shoulder and head hit the pavement, which caused me to black out. Not only do I not remember anything for a few minutes after that, perhaps fortunately, I have no memory of actually being hit or even stepping off the curb. I started to have some awareness while lying in the street with people standing around me as an ambulance was arriving, probably at least five minutes later. I was taken to the emergency room where they checked me out. A scan revealed, according to my medical records, subarachnoid hemorrhage which is bleeding in the brain <gasps> oh it sounds spider like spider yeah, yeah. Like i thought fu- he was gonna say there was a spider yeah. laying eggs in his stomach or he something. might i think he we should google this because it i, I know i don't want to google everything because i want to rely on my own intuition my intuition <laughs> is telling me he had spiders in his brain uh, 100%. scary they kept me at the hospital overnight and a later scan revealed whatever bad thing was going on in my skull had improved enough for me to go home the next day. I also had a separated shoulder from landing on it with my weight, which means I still have a weird bony bump on the shoulder, but it isn't painful. Oh, wow. So what did I learn? Be lucky. Okay. (laughs) This is unfortunately the biggest takeaway. Number two, when in a situation like this, do not leave the hospital without being officially discharged. (laughs) Even if you're worried about your cat who hasn't eaten since breakfast the previous day. They will call this against medical advice and the insurance won't have to pay. My bill my bill for the whole ordeal would have been over $35,000. Okay. So he didn't do that. He didn't do that. Okay, thank okay. God. So don't do that. Everyone, that's good advice. Number three, hire lawyers to deal with the insurance for you even if you think you don't need to. Um, I don't know. That's if you can afford it, I guess. I guess. Um, I didn't end up owing anything for medical bills. Um... And then he goes into personal injury protection. There's a lot there. I'm going to skip that. Sorry. Sorry, Dan. Number four. Most importantly, if you have an anxious Jewish mother like I do, do not post on Facebook. Hit by a car while crossing the street. Do not recommend zero out of five stars, no matter how funny you think it is at the time. This one I did learn the hard way. Oh, my God. One last thing, Christine. That's I, awesome. I also hail from the North Coast, Cleveland, and I liked your home of the buzzard shirt when you were on Never Not Funny. I wish I still had one. Keep up the great work on the podcast. Dan Forsh. Well, you know what, Dan Forsh? I can let you know that I did find that shirt on Etsy. Oh, and what is Home of the, what is it? Home of the Buzzard. It's a shirt of the classic rock radio station in Cleveland. Oh, fun. Uh, WMMS. And uh, I wanted that shirt because it reminded me of my childhood. Oh, that's great. So you can look on Etsy, Danny. You might find one. And thank you for sharing your How to Survive story and for be- uh, for, for being a listener. Wow. Well, yeah, uh, my anxious Jewish mother isn't on Facebook, so I could make all the jokes I want. And my mother is anxious, but not Jewish. Right. So. So it's not as charming. No. Right. So, um. I also just wanted to give a well actually regarding uh, a previous episode in which we were discussing twilight sleep. Oh, okay. And I went home and researched, well, not researched, I mean, I read, uh, I do my own research. Um, Put that sign in your yard like people in my neighborhood do. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Does it literally say I did my own research? Yeah. 
And it's not being ironic. They're really bragging that they. I their think own. they're being genuine. Genuine. So, um, okay. So twilight sleep is actually both things. So twilight sleep is a practice that was done from like the 1900s to the 1960s um, for women giving birth, and it, it it caused amnesia. So. They're saying it didn't necessarily even ease childbirth pain. It's just you didn't remember the pain because it caused amnesia. That's insane. It was completely insane. Um, for while feminists were, you know, pro sleep because it it was supposed to, you know, lessen pain yeah. for women. So it is a very interesting history of it. And um, and then certain doctors they were. They kind of were. I think you may have even said this. They were pressured to do it because it became popular, but didn't necessarily know how to mix it in the right way. So it wasn't always super successful. So that was twilight sleep. And then there is something in dentistry called twilight sedation, which is what I think of when I hear twilight sleep. So twilight sedation, also known as conscious sedation, is a form of anesthesia that allows our patients. This is from a dentist's website. Um, to feel comfortable during and after their dental procedures. Mild doses of sedatives are used to reduce anxiety, block pain, and put patients into a twilight state. Can I? Can you be put in one of those just for life? Oh, that would be fantastic. Because I am not really afraid to go to the dentist, but life I find to be kind of scary. And if I could just be in a twilight state, yeah. I think I might really enjoy that. I think you would. I think I would, too, at certain times. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Let's um, look into that. Yeah. I mean, getting your hair done is kind of boring. Like, you know, if you could just... Yeah, could you put me in a twilight state? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how pot is for a lot of people. I guess. It's not for me, but like, yeah. if maybe this drug, this twilight drug could be that yeah. for us, where it's like, Danielle, do you want to come over tonight? We'll put on some, right. you know, sitcom. We'll put on Cheers. I'll, I'll make a big bowl of popcorn. Right. And we'll, put it, we'll go into a twilight state. I don't think you're that conscious, though, in the twilight state. I oh. could be wrong, but I think you're... Almost kind of unconscious. I don't. I don't, I don't know. be that out of it. Yeah, but it would be. I, maybe I've had it. I'm not even sure. I, I don't know. But anyway, so I'm not completely insane. I knew that, or I should say, my husband isn't completely insane because I was getting the term from him, I believe. So um, it yeah, feels so like a, it feels like in a. It's not. All, it's not actually a well. Actually, it's more like a elaboration on what we were talking about. Like we both kind of were not quite wrong, but not. No, no, no. You were 100 percent right. And I was 100% right, but we didn't know that I was right. I think that's what happened because the definition we found was what you were talking about, the the birth yes. thing, which I didn't know anything about. So that was, I love learning something new. So that was really interesting to me because I didn't know, I never heard about that. Now I want to see if there's a documentary about it. Oh, we got to find a documentary. What if it's about both? <laughs> <laughs> that would be just the epicenter. So of- unnecessary. <laughs> Well, once again, we want to thank our guest, Katie Fullen, who was fantastic. Charming delight. And we want to thank Garen the Garden Squirrel Cockerel um, because wonderful. he Doing a wonderful is job. fabulous. He's got a really cool shirt on today, too. Yeah, it's it's, it's Fluorescent, inky, blinky. Uh, pac- well, they're, they're not Pac-Man. What are they called? The ghosts. The ghosts. Gosh. And Clyde. Inky, blinky. What was the third winky one? Winky and Nod? No. Winky and Nod. I'm making things up. I no. thought you were too. Inky, Blinky. Oh, that's real. Clyde and Clarence. Twinkie. The, 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 the first three. Pinky, ru- Pinky, Pinky, Blinky, Pinky, 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 Pinky and, Clyde. and Clyde. Okay, yeah. I forgot Pinky. And except that they're all in pink, so I can't really tell who 
be a suit. It's a pink yeah, outline. That's, that's, and machine guns. That's and machine probably guns. so they don't have to pay anybody any kind of royalties. Yeah, because it, it just looks like a frog foot, but yeah. upside down it looks like a We're going to take a picture of it and post it on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. This is a this is like a TikTok ad or a Facebook ad shirt that I saw, and I was like, ooh. Oh, really? They oh, that know works? You. It they works. Know it works you. on me. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. We've had a wonderful time. And we'll see you next time. Bye.